What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Oh, switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 131st episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, who you can hopefully hear with my good friend, Wink. (laughs) What's going on, Wink? Oh, same same old stuff as usual. New week. Uh, man, I was hoping I'd had something clever to say. I got nothing. Um, how's your week been? Oh man, I've been. Uh, you ever tried to transfer a title on a vehicle? Uh, I haven't, but. I've known people who have done that, and I have seen this process, and it looks lovely. Oh, man. I spent I spent my afternoon at the DMV, so you can imagine how happy I am to be home hanging out on the podcast rather than the DMV, whose apparent potpourri of choice is pee. So there's that. <laughs> uh, and let's be honest. Those people move like they're snails generally, or at least the DMV around here does. Um, well, that's what made that sloth from uh, Zootopia so perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know that's quite that. fitting. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Swoga-related stuff. Uh, those of you who are our Patreons, you guys should be seeing a new roster review come available this week. That'll be on our Patreon page, and there is a link where you can put that in your podcatcher so you can listen to them there as well. But uh, Sima from Discord uh, did a roster review with him. It was a lot of fun. Uh, He's like a 1.3 million GP, so we went over some things. And I actually took something away from it that was kind of interesting that uh, I hadn't really thought about that I'm going to discuss a little bit later. So that'll be fun. Uh, Yeah. Nice. Very fun. Very cool. Well, then I look forward to hearing that because now I'm curious. You've piqued my interest. That's what I tried. There's to a do. radio station here. Oh, never mind. the The sports talk here is always, and that's what we call a teaser. Yes. So you come back later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well done. We like You're to learning tease. so well. 130 episodes in. 131 and. We're getting all the things down. Indeed. We're working on it. Well, I have an important question for you. Okay. Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? 
What a weekend swag up, man. Our, each of us have this like ridiculously long list. It looks like a Christmas list, you know, from your it's, kid or something. It's, like it's good lord, it's big. Yeah, it's crazy. No. All right, so <laughs> sound um, bite that. Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> my bounty hunter ships, I am making progress. IG2000, I am 28 out of 100. Xanadu Blood, I am 13 out of 100. So, a uh, couple things that I think I should mention regarding these ships and the, of course, math regarding them. If you look to shipments, they're basically 100 crystals per shard. So, given that you have 8 attempts per, you know, like, refresh, you should be doing the 100 crystals, like, energy and refresh, uh on those ships because that's good value once you're spending 200 like either 200 node refresh or 200 uh crystals for uh energy refresh at that point you're spending a little bit more than you would if you just bought them from shipments so if you're kind of pressed on farming them that is uh kind of strategy you should be using there also those seven ninety nine packs. If you need, you know, like three of the ships, probably a pretty good deal. Uh, have you decided what you're going to do about <laughs> I, that? I was about to say. I feel like you're saying that to me to try to convince me again. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we'll go over the poll a little later, but I think that I'm sitting in firmly in the. Uh, I don't. Let me see the kit, and then I'll decide if I'm going to do it. Yeah, that makes area. sense. Indeed, so, that makes a lot of yeah, sense. That's, uh, if if I like it, if I think I have the ships to go with it, whatever like seems like it would complement it the most, then I might go for it. Because uh, I'm actually started to gear. This is going to sound crazy, I know, but I've actually started to gear crew members as my new project to try to get better fleet, uh, better fleet placement with my uh, payouts. So. At least I got to be under 200 for to get the extra currency there. But I'm always in like the 3 to 350 range and it's just nasty. So yeah, I'm looking for a good fleet. Uh, the good news is if even if I go in after the bounty hunter ships, there's a lot of good fleets with them in them right now. So that would also help me with that. And I have all yep. those guys already geared up from the bounty hunters. So I don't know, man. I'm really tempted. But uh we can have everyone make fun of me about Bastila Sean Fallen and saying I'm not going to buy anything again. But we all knew that was a lie. So, whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, those ships, uh, those are the only two I got left. I am, I, I, I'm pretty certain that I'm going to get the Falcon 7 star based on the number of shards I'm getting per day. Um, I should be good there so we'll see um you know doing i've actually been doing the 100 100 refreshes on xanadu blood trying to get it caught up to ig 2000 and i'm getting there the drop rates have been awesome on 2000 for me but xanadu's been trailing behind a little bit but i am getting close to getting them balanced out so uh, not really worrying about the pilots, so I'm just hoping I can beat it primarily with Boba and Bosk, who are, you know, pretty pretty jacked. Uh, let's see. 
I okay. I know what you're gonna say, but I want I, I want to know what people in the chat are gonna say because I have a Mark 12 thermal, one of the Gear 12 Plus pieces, and I don't know who to put it on. It's basically down to Vader. I use his ship. I worry that I may not use it for long, though, because of the Falcon. Depending on what that kit is, it may kick Vader out of my team, which is what I worry about. Or or I could do Wicket, uh, which really only helps me in Grand Arena, which, when it's going, is the only mode I care about. Uh, you know, I feel like Vader is a little bit better ROI, but, you know, having a really nasty wicket sounds kind of awesome. What do you think? <laughs> I love it when wicket gets nasty. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's fair <clears throat> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I'm so on the fence. Maybe I'll decide by next week. Who knows? So I've also been farming, well, actually the Night Sister event this week got me one shard away from Seven Star Spirit, so I'm almost done there. Uh, by next week, I will have Lando's Falcon and B2 both done. Um, should have Spirit done because I only need the one shard. Once I finish B2, I'll go get the last shard I need for Spirit, and then... I will be on to something else in the cantina. Who who knows what? And then <laughs> I do you have things left? I do. Uh, let's see. I know I have Arsing. I have. Let's see. Yes. Uh, I I think there's like two characters. Oh, Sith Marauder. That's one. T three is man. obviously finished. Let's see. Where You know what? That kind of makes sense because you used to farm mods with your cantina sometimes, right? Yes. Okay, that makes perfect sense. I never farmed mods with cantina. Okay. Ever since the mod store came out, I stopped doing that even before they had their own energy. So I think B2, Aura Singh, and Spirit are the only two, or sorry, the only ones left in cantina and... Two of them will be finished by next week, so I'll be on to RS Things, so that'll be pretty cool. And uh, I've been working on these quests. The new Territory War needs to hurry up and start, which we're going to talk about here in a second, but I need one more Territory War win to beat that bloody Jedi Knight quest, and I also <laughs> I need some Wampas to kill for my Bounty Hunter quest. And also, that first tier of the Bounty Hunter quest, I have been going through and basic autoing Galactic War for the past week or so, trying to get that, uh, you know, Boba's payout activated 500 times thing. I am super close there. I'll have that finished next week Ooh. as well. What? Yeah, I got an idea. Okay. You just gave me a great idea. All right. Because for those of you watching the live stream, I've hooked up my phone to the live stream. So. While we're talking later on, I'm going to finish up my dailies on the stream while we're talking and doing the podcast. That way you guys have something to watch besides my ugly mug. And uh, But I have, I remembered now my Jedi quest is at, uh, it's only been being done by the, where's this thing? Oh yeah, it's only been being done by my 
arena team. I haven't done anything else to it. Oh, it's 145 yeah. out of 200. So I, when I I was planning on simming Galactic War, so I'll just sim it with my Jedi to get more more of those done. I like it. Genius. Nice. Though I was thinking of some random derpy teams to throw in there for people to watch. But yeah, <laughs> why would I can do something that uh, helps me? We'll see. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, so I sliced a mod the other day and, um, I, I'm always excited whenever I get these. I've got two of them now that are awesome. It's tenacity set, tenacity primary, and this one has 17 speed. So it is a really, really good mod. I sliced it up to six dot and I believe I put it on, um, I, actually I think I put it on crew. Uh, the reason being I'm trying to get his tenacity up. I think I've got his tenacity to uh, 95% just to help prevent any, you know, heal immunity because that's the one way you can really just do a good job at taking out crew. I had to give up, what was it, 7,000 health, I think, to do that. Um, Not entirely sure if it's worth it. I hope it's worth it. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, I did that this week as well. Sweet. Always, always love a good mod story. Yeah. I'm always that one. <laughs> uh, oh, do I? <laughs> it's your favorite thing. All right. Oh man. So what about you, sir? What did you do this week in Swaga? So I finished... Uh, Imperial Super Commando. I didn't have him done, but I like I. The reason I asked you about your cantina is because holy smokes, I am down to the last bits here. I just finished ISC and I only have two left, and that's Kit Fisto and Lando. So Kit Fisto is uh, let's see here. He's sitting at twenty out of a hundred, so he's almost done. And then I have Lando. So if anyone in in chat wants to do the maths here, I don't know how much I've left on him. I'm 148 out of 25. So I don't know if it's 330. It's not 330 that you need when you're on slash 25, I don't think. That's only on the slash 10 is 330. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. 35, 330 minus 305. I think I need 305 shards. You need a Lando is the last one I have after Kit Fisto, and then I'm done with Cantina, which is kind of sad. <laughs> it's almost like when you get to the end of the stores and you knew there wasn't ever going to be anything left. At least in Cantina, I know stuff will go there eventually, but until then, it'll be Crew and uh, the Silencer just for um, Shard Shop currency. Oh, yeah. It just yeah, feels like that, wasted you know, time. That's a really good point because if you once you're done with Cantina, the crew node is the one you should absolutely be farming because you get the you get the ship, you get the character, so you're double dipping on you know the shard, shard shop. shop. Yep. So keep that in mind whenever you get to that point. If you ever get to that point. Maybe I won't get to that point. Maybe some of these other old Republic characters will drop. And one will be in Cantina before I finish Lando. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm reaching the ends there. I'm also like almost finished with a hard node. So I'm pretty excited about that. I think I have 
Let's see here. I told you earlier, but I forgot what the number was. Yeah, I'm 86 out of 100 on Bosk, so almost done with him. That'll be nice. So I'm going to have to figure out what's next, and it'll probably be a ship. So Nice. Probably add that in there. Oh, super exciting news. Sith Fighter got him to five stars. So eventually I'll be able to beat everything in the fleet because my Sith Fighter is soon to be awesome. Everyone better look out. Yeah. The only other thing I did this week was soloed the heroic AT with the Finn, Finn CLS, uh, Han BB-8 C-3PO team. Yep. And that was actually kind of eye-opening from what we said on the podcast a few weeks ago as far as it's not full auto technically. I mean, you could, if you get three confuses on all three of the side row or side droids, um, you can pretty much start full auto from there and it'll run all the way to the end. But even then it's kind of dicey whether you finish phase one, not to mention those stinking droids on the side will AOE. And since seal or uh, half those people uh, have retribution or counter, they'll just take them out. And then all those confuses are wasted. I don't know, man, it was hard to set up for me. So I realized that uh, it's, it takes a little bit of more setup than just hitting auto than I thought it would, but uh, it got through it, and it's long. Man, that that's a long solo. I think that took 35 minutes, so 35, 40 minutes. It's not too Dang. bad. And if you got the time to sit there and do it, it's cool. But uh, that is the only one I've done so far because... Fortunately, phases two through four, you don't really have to touch. It is full auto. It can do its thing. You know what? Mm. One thing I don't understand, though. Uh, I believe, like, whenever you transition phases in the Roke AT raid, you have to tap the screen. Yeah, super annoying. Why? You don't have to in the rank war. This makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Story mode, man. They get that story mode added to the Roke AT. I don't know, man. It's always annoying because... I would like set down when I only fa- soloed phase three and four. I would set the phone down and go do something, expecting it to be done when I got back. And like 30 minutes later, I would come back and it would be at the transition between three and four. Uh-huh. I forgot again that you had to press the button. Yeah. Yep. Obnoxious. So you can't just set it and forget it because you got to click it through every phase. So also another weird thing there, but yeah. Did that for the first time. Feel good about it. Pretty cool. So that's pretty much all I've been doing this week. That and Garen, I told you about this earlier too as well, but uh, I told the podcast last time, my last big project team that I did was the uh, Ewoks. Paid off in the end. Uh, Right now I'm working on crew members. So I'm trying to build a fleet that I can actually compete with because my fleet is just hot garbage. So... Looking for something good. Uh, if you guys have any team ideas, and you want to look through my swaga.gg site and help me out with that, that would be totally fine with me because, as you know, I'm not a ship's guy and I don't know a lot about them. So if people want to help me out, I would appreciate that. Yeah. So Nice. You can find me on, uh, on GG pretty easily. Just look up Goodnight Punk, and it's my account in shattered order so there you go 
And if anyone has your ally code, which is actually in the show notes, um, both of our ally codes are in the show notes uh, in case you ever want to just add us or whatever. But also, if you just go to swaga.gg slash p slash whatever the ally code is, it'll take you to that person's profile. So that's another way to find our profiles. Which, speaking of Swagaga, oh. <laughs> like we have been for 20 minutes? Well, I don't know. Oh, Swagaga. Okay. Swagaga. Yeah. I was thinking Swaga. I got no idea what is going on with our site with that there's an ad issue or something uh sim and i were talking about this in the roster review that that we did because i was looking at his account on swaga and it kept redirecting me trying to make me download a flash player that i'm pretty sure wasn't a flash player i i literally i i was about to lose it i'm not even kidding i and then i saw something on reddit about it that there's uh that there seems to be some sort of issue with that going on. I don't know if it's an ad that's on the site that's causing it to happen or what, but oh good god. It is it's it's horrendous. <laughs> well, hopefully they get that ta- that taken care of soon. Hopefully so. Can, can feel the frustration. Oh yes. Yes. Makes you want to punt a kitten. <laughs> Uh, that you ever played that exploding kittens game off topic here? Okay, so the uh, I could talk games all day. It's funny we were actually talking about games the other day, and somebody mentioned that game, and no, I have never played it. Um, I've played What Do You oh, Meme man. and Cards Against Humanity. I've got both of those, but I have not played the exploding kittens game. But I've heard it's pretty good. What what is it exactly? I've only played it once, and I forget how to play it now, but I remember laughing my butt off for like four hours, so. Nice. I'm going to have to check into that, because uh, we do, me and some friends, we do a game night every week. We love playing board games. So, to- total detour. Uh, so for Christmas, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, so for Christmas, I got the Game of Thrones Catan, and if mm-hmm. you if you like Settlers of Catan, the Game of Thrones version is unbelievable it is so good it it adds a lot to the game it, it is really just absolutely fantastic i love it it's so much fun uh so nice. uh, we've only played it once so far but it is truly great however the sultry female also got me star wars monopoly and it's the old school version it's the one that actually came out in 97 it's the 20 year anniversary edition i haven't opened yet it's never been opened like, I'm on the fence about opening it, but I'm, at the same time, I'm like, I know I'm going to eventually open it because next time I play Monopoly and I can be the Millennium Falcon. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> clearly got to happen. But uh, that that's it. That's my detour. Uh, do you have <laughs> anything else that you didn't swung out this week? Dailies. Farmed things. Wow. That Normal sounds stuff. amazing. super super exciting stuff awesome all right let's jump missed grand arena can i say that oh dude (laughs) what uh i i don't come back now i don't understand why they can't one this month only one one it hurts my heart it is the best game mode by a long shot in this game come on like uh 
you could run uh, there should always be a territory war and a grand arena going at all times no matter what then you can throw in the assault bat or the territory battles you know during down times or whatever but you should always keep those going and there is so much potential with the grand arena like why not make this like an esports type thing? You could easily do that with the Grand Arena. That's basically what it is. It's great. I just, <laughs> God, I love that game mode so much. I'm ready for it to come back. I just, I can't. You wait. know, tonight is <laughs> Punk takes Wink off track night. I'm just gonna keep yeah. saying small things <laughs> to try to make you f- hop off the track <laughs> and go somewhere else. It's not that difficult, but yeah, <laughs> you're doing a good job so far. Um. I'll keep it up. All right. So let's jump to this next topic. If I was a Swigga character, how would you mod me? All right. This is the modding segment. This is my favorite segment of the show. Uh, This is the first time in which it will become a regular segment every week. So if you guys have suggestions, uh, the modding discussions spot on our Discord, discord.me slash Shattered Order is a great place to go drop suggestions. Always open to hearing stuff there. Um, Let's see. This was kind of interesting because when Sim and I were talking during our roster review, kind of started talking about mods. And there was some, because as a more endgame player, there are things that I don't get the opportunity to even think about or that don't, wouldn't just come into my mind unless it's kind of pushed to me and it, and I'm required to think about it in a way, which is kind of what happened here. And uh, I kind of started talking about, you know, various stats, and it was kind of something we talked about not too long ago, the fact that, like, say, flat defensive stats, that is going to benefit your resistance a lot more than it's going to affect your armor, you know, as far as, you know, resisting special damage versus your armor against physical damage, just because, you know, it's a smaller percentage and increasing it by a flat number is going to be a bigger percentage than, you, you know, you, you you get how that works. So that, that got me thinking even more about these flat statistics on characters. And if you are one of those people that, uh, you know, a newer player, like, I would say probably under 2 million GP, 2.5. Like, if you're under that range, I think this could really benefit you. I, and it could certainly benefit people above that as well. But, uh, like, your tanks especially. If you're focusing on finding really high, like, defensive or health or protection, those flat numbers, I think defense more so than anything else. That can be incredibly beneficial put on your tanks whenever you're talking Territory War or Grand Arena. Just because, I mean, you have that smaller number, so you're bumping that up as much as you possibly can. And I kind of think that that is probably a pretty good good strategy in general. Uh, It's kind of one of those things that your percentage defenses, like, they're pretty balanced once you get to higher, uh, you know, top tier gear levels. It's kind of the same thing with offense, like your flat offense and your percent offense. 
they're fairly equal on like characters that do special damage as far as what they give. But whenever you look at, um, say, defense num or uh, defense percentage, defense flat, you know, it's kind of about the same on, say, a high-end Gear 12 character, but um, as you start going down in gear levels, those flat numbers start becoming more and more important. So I, I kind of think focusing on looking for mods that have you know, those three and four, five procs on a defense or health or protection for especially tanks at those lower gear levels is going to be really beneficial just because, I mean, one, most of your enemies aren't going to have very good defensive penetration and, you know, you're just getting a big boost in stats that you wouldn't normally get. Yeah, and a lot of those... (sighs) A lot of those mods that you get from assault battles, if you're beating them, um, will suddenly be worth a lot more to you in the early game than they would in the late game. So when you get drops of those six different blues as a newer player, and you can find some of those that proc like that, you'll be in. They're a lot more beneficial in the early game than the late game. For like for me, obviously, I unless it has a stat I like on it, I just sell it. But those pretty much there's a wealth of stats for lower level characters that are going to be really good for you there. So yeah. Beating those things will be really good. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, we talked about mods a little bit in that. So if you're a patron, make sure you go listen to that. Cause I think there's some pretty good advice given there, but something else that I've been doing lately is all of my purple mods. I take, I went and took every purple mod I owned to level three so that I could see what that final stat is. And then, you know, it's like 6,000 credits to find out if it's going to get a a stat that you like or not. And then you can decide what to do with it from there. But it's a, you know, it's a pretty low cost to just kind of get in and, you know, go from there. Uh, And that's a good point to make because it's so easy just to click on a mod and drop it at 15 and see what happens, but very much, much more cost efficient. If you don't have a lot of credits to do yep. it that way, then decide if you're going to keep it or not. Cause you'll get more credits back if it's at 15 when you sell it, but you're not going to get your full money back. So level three is probably the way to go for sure. Yeah, that, that is definitely true. And, uh, you know, even if you're not sure, just taking it to gear 12 is, you know, generally a good idea. Just see what the stats are, and then you can go from there. Because after that, the only thing that changes is your primary stat. So, uh, yep. Yeah. And um, just another general piece of modding advice. It, I would say uh, this, this is kind of in my mind because a mod that somebody put in our Discord that was a... Uh, it was a speed arrow, crit damage set bonus, but the thing had like 7.5% crit chance. Looking for mods like that, that where the secondary stats or the elite secondary stats really complement the primary stat or the set bonus is huge. And that's like what I, what I was talking about earlier with, you know, a tenacity primary on a tenacity set. I love those mods. I love them so much because if I am putting a slice tenacity mod on a character, 
I damn sure care about making sure that that character is not getting debuffed or something along those lines, which means I'm probably going to be using a tenacity set bonus anyway. So it's better to have that set bonus than have something else completely random like health that, you know, may cause you to end up with a broken set because you still need like a crit damage or something, you know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's uh, tip of the week right there. Beautiful. I like it. Awesome. Well, what what were we going to go to? Oh, that thing. We're going to this. <laughs> Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. Well, All right, so the ruling they came down. Stealthily, yeah, they stealthily updated the calendar. Uh, if you've been checking it just to see if it got updated, they said they were going to fill it in a little bit once they came back from the holiday break they were on. And they did do that. Uh, oh. Not a lot. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Thought, <laughs> okay. I th- thought of something. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. It's not too late. Go 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 ahead. I I, right. I was just going to uh, mention something about the Falcon requirements. Okay, well, we'll get there. Yeah. They, uh, so the main thing that they filled in was Territory Wars, Territory Battles, and Grand Arena and the scheduling of that. So as it goes, there are going to be four Territory Wars, so much better than the zero from last month. Hey, uh, hey, this this is not the drop that I played. I played for update, not the calendar. What's wrong with you? Carry on. Oh, there's an update up there. I don't know. We usually do calendar before the update. My bad. I did. Right, so I, I did the notes this week. This is what happened. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna keep going with the calendar, and then we'll roll into the well, update. How about that? Uh, I gotta play this then. Okay. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. All right, we're good. All right. So as I was saying, they filled in most of those things. Two ter- four territory wars. Two territory battles, pretty standard there. The one wild card in all of it was Grand Arena, which was new, and how they would schedule that in there. And there's only one this month. Only one. (laughs) Please, why? Come on. I hope that in the next month, I hope that February they realize that everybody wants this more often than once a month. Please put it... Three out of four weeks. Give if you want to give a week off, give one. That's fine. I I want to see this game mode way more than than this would indicate. So, Rebel Assault already started a few days ago on the seventh. Coming up after that is the Territory War community style, which we were given information on the teams and what was pulled out on that this week in the update. But uh, Territory War community style is on the fourteenth of this month. Immediately after that one on the 17th is another Territory War. But the question is, is that one community style or does it go back to normal after that? No one knows. I don't think we have not had any indication on that. Um, We'll see. So we might have two community styles in a row, which, you know, maybe after the first one, we'd all learn a little bit and it might be a little better, but we might all still hate it or we might all love it. Who knows? But the first one's coming up on the 14th, and there's one right after that on the 17th. 
Then after that, on the 19th, is the Grand, Grand Arena Tournament number five. So that'll be started on the 19th and run in the same time frame as Imperial Retaliation, which starts on the 21st. The 28th is the next Territory War after that. And the 31st is the one after that. Nowhere in there do it say anything about these Territory Wars and what they are. So we will find out. But the big, big takeaway for me is that Grand Arena is only on there once. Hopefully that's not an indication of the amount of Grand Arenas we're going to get. Because that small taste of Grand Arenas every week was just amazing. It was awesome. That. So one thing to note. We have been given a lot of information in the update about, about the Millennium Falcon. It is coming. It is the Millennium Falcon. Um, you know, I'll mention this last point during the update. So let's get into the update. Don't play the sounder again. <laughs> I like playing Don't sounders. All right. I know so, you do. All right. So they finally announced the requirements for the Millennium Falcon. You can use any for bounty hunter ships. So... What? Yes. Scratchy scratch the record. What? What? I could not make a scratch sound with my mouth. That was terrible. What? What I, I think you. I think you screwed that up. You need to go back and edit yourself. No, no. I uh, I said it correctly. Any four bounty hunter ships. Oh yeah, well, yeah. They. I I must have seen something or heard something wrong. I don't. know. Hey, re- rewind the podcast. I said any four. I promise. Uh, so okay, if I. This isn't the movie Click. I can't just rewind <laughs> a live podcast. Whatever. Although that would be really cool. I don't know. Uh, so any any four of the four bounty hunter ships. So you can use Houndstooth, Slave One, IG-88, and Xanadu Blood. Or you can use Xanadu Blood, Houndstooth, Slave One, IG-2000. Like there are so many options. It's so wow. great. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> that's that's a lot of options. Maybe by any it, it they is. Meant the, the it, it's the three that start and then the fourth the, the the reinforcement is changes. It can be different. That's why you can set any four. That you start with three. Uh, holy crap. And there's a reinforcement. That makes so. sense. That makes total sense. Anyway, that was that was weird, but uh <laughs> Yeah, um, hopefully y'all know what we're talking about. If you don't, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, the Bounty Hunter ships, Houndstooth, Slave One, IG-2000, and Xanadu Blood. Those are the four ships that are required for the Millennium Falcon. It's a legendary event. Five-star unlock, up to seven-star potential. Han Chewie as the pilots. And as a man who Let's is... Let's talk about that. Okay. Hardest two pilots on a ship to get. Not, I, okay, not that Han Solo is hard to get, but it does take time. Yeah. And uh, it's going to take you a long time to get Chewbacca if you're new. Because it's going to take you a long true. time to get Falcon if you're new, too. But it's that's just true. crazy how you got a legendary and you got a raid character as the pilots. It makes sense, obviously, because those are the pilots of that ship. But it's just crazy thinking about it now that we're here. Yeah, for sure. That that's the that's the pilot. So yeah, and uh, coming from a man who has is only one gear piece away from having both of them completely maxed, I am so excited to stick this ship in my lineup, hoping 
that this will make arena far easier. We will see. Uh, I am pretty excited though. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that this kit is awesome and maybe hopefully pushes us away from, you know, I, well, I guess the, the ships along with Anakin have kind of pushed Mace into the meta. I'm kind of curious to see if the Falcon maybe pushes Akbar into the meta a little bit because we've had Thrawn and Tarkin be so interchangeable. They've been so good for so long. Uh, we kind of need another ship. It would be awesome if, you know, there was a way to have all those ships kind of in the meta to some degree. Um, they've done a pretty good job at that right now. I mean, we do have three that are pretty reliable. And I, I mean, I faced an Admiral Akbar in the top five the other day. So uh, it's it's not it's not that crazy, but um, yeah, it'd be cool to see. I, I can't wait to see what the kit is. That's basically what I'm saying. So... Another interesting thing in the kind of a rewind here during the podcast last week, the, there was a puzzle that went, went out right at, right before we started trivia. And, uh, that puzzle took what almost a day to finish like 24 hours. It was no, it was over 24 hours, probably close to 25 hours to finish that puzzle. Now, when it came out, we saw things that said parsecs and we kind of all just assumed it was, Oh, they're announcing a millennium Falcon sweet. Cause it said parsecs. Well, as time went on, there were so many freaking layers to this puzzle that I watched over 24 hours. It's crazy. So shout out to Sig Sig at SwagaEvents.com. His Discord had a, a channel in it where they were trying to figure out this puzzle. And just yep. if you were in his Discord reading as they were going through this puzzle, it was a lot of fun. But there was a word search part to the puzzle. And people started getting all – there were all kinds of character names in this word search some that are in the game, some that aren't in the game. And people started thinking, well, maybe this is a road ahead post and kind of telling us different things that are coming. And one of them was another rebel capital ship. I can't profundity. I think was the name of it. Really? Something. No ship. No one's heard of. Nobody knows huh. much about unless you look it up. But I suggest when you were just talking, I'm like talking about Tarkin and uh, Tarkin and Chimera. I was thinking, you know, how cool would it be to have, more capital ships in the game, especially ones for not just making two rebels, but getting a resistance and getting that first order, uh, getting the droid one. We think that might have been hinted yep. at droid fleets. There's all those things that would be so sweet. I was just thinking about this when we were talking about it. Ships is just kind of something that I've never really cared about because a the reason I don't want to raid is because there's not that many of them. There's not enough. Um, parody but then i'm thinking how do they fix that well if you they were to pump out a bunch of ships they'd have to still keep pace with character marquees with it i think right yeah. so how will they ever fix that problem that's we're just gonna i'm going on topic again but it's that's i don't know how question. they'd ever fix that problem but it would be really cool if they could get a bunch of ships pushed out this year to make ships more Give it more parity and give more options for what you do with ships. More options even in the fact that most territory wars or grand arenas and things like that, you can't have more than one node for ships. Because if you do, you just cripple anything else that's going with it, you know? Yeah. So hoping this a legendary ship, maybe the amount of ships we saw put out last year is pushing towards that this year, but we'll see. Well, and there's going to be a... To see 
what happens with this, with the new Falcon, with ships in general. Kind of far why I'm farming crew or gearing crew members now. There's going to be a lot of potential later in the year because we have Star Wars Episode Nine coming out in less than a year. So that's going to be an awesome opportunity for a Resistance and a First Order capital ship and even more ships in those factions. So I suspect by the time we kind of start hitting that August random month that I just totally picked, swear to God, um, once we hit, (laughs) you know, around August or so, I suspect that we'll start seeing more of those uh, ships, whether it's, um, you know, capital ships or whatever, and could start creating more factions and ships. I enjoy ships now the way they are because... It's kind of plug-and-play based on the abilities, and you get to mix in abilities that don't really fit together. At some point, ships are probably going to be like characters now. Like You almost have to do factions just because you're leaving so much on the table if you don't. So, you know, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? For the longest time in Arena, um, when the game was new and ships weren't even in it, a lot of arena teams had no synergy. It was just, here's a really good overall leader. Punch in some tanks, punch in some D- DPS, and have a good arena That's team. That's true. Yeah. And we That's used to true. talk about this a lot, how we really wanted synergy teams to be a thing. And through the life of this game, they have definitely made that happen. So yes. I think that in a way, ships are pretty old now. What, they're a year? Are they a year or two years now? can't even remember. Two years. Over but, two years. Yeah, two years. So they've been around long enough. I have a feeling that hopefully we'll start seeing that synergy play its way out in ships now and start shaping the way we look at ships uh, the same way characters did, hopefully. Yep. But we'll see. So... All right, uh, let's see. Other things on the update. Uh, the B-28 bomber is now farmable. I think it was Dark Side 6C or something. Uh, and the other thing was they just dropped a little message to us or to the community earlier today about Zeta Finn and C3PO. They found a fix. They fixed it. And they tested it more and decided that that wasn't the solution that they wanted to throw out to the community. So they are kind of back to the drawing board there. So... We're not at the point that we're going to see anything on that yet, but look for it in the future. And the other thing is the road ahead post. We should be seeing that in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I will leave it when I see it. All right. Or they will redefine how many days are in a week. One of the two. That's possible, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that well, needs to I, hopefully change. Hopefully we'll see We've it in the next week or two, but I don't know. I mean, this whole seven days in a week thing's ridiculous. We've been doing that for so long. It's time for a change. It's all about change. That's one change that Obama did not bring us. That is weeks, true. Days in a week. That is true. But how many? How uh, long? How long did it take us to get the road ahead when the last road ahead when they told us it was coming? Two months. So. Uh, if it takes yeah. two months, it'll be the road behind because the, the that quarter will almost be done. So hopefully we'll see it soon. But like yeah. I said, I can wait and I will wait. So there's that. All right. Let's let's uh, let's 
throw some stuff out to the community. How's that sound? I like it. What are you thinking? You don't always have to pay for the best. Sometimes the best things in life are free. Oh yeah, free stuff. Alright, so if if you are new around here and don't know, we like giving free stuff out to everyone who is a Twitch sub and well, not to everyone who is, but everyone who is a Twitch (laughs) sub has an opportunity to get something along with uh, Patreon. So, you know what? I'm just going to pick a random person on our Twitch list. And it's going to be... Twitch list. A Twitch list. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Who is it? I'm ready. Who wins the gift card? Captain Coke 702. Captain Coke 702. Yep. Uh, you have won a $30 gift card to the the Apple iTunes store or the uh, what what do they call it? At Google Play Store. Yes. Either one of those. Google. The Google Store. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who supports us and subs to us on Twitch. And of course, uh, if you want to get in that opportunity to win the free $30 gift card and you're an Amazon Prime member, you can do that by linking your Amazon Prime account, and you have a free sub to give every single month. And, of course, that enters you to win. So, the next thing we are going to do is we are going to give away a $30 gift card to Patreons. How's hey, that sound? Patreons, I like it. Am I eligible? You, sir, are not eligible as much as I wish that you were. I, it sounded like you were thinking about it. I I, I really right, well. I wanted to give it to you, but I, I just, no, can't do it. Can't that do would it, be Kat. stealing from it, our wonderful Patreon. So it would be. Let's give it to them and see who we got. All right. For the $30 gift card, that is going to go to Azazel. Azazel. Congratulations. Hit us up and we will get you a very beautiful, lovely gift card. And let's see. For that $10 gift card, we are going to go to Boba Finn. Boba Finn here. (laughs) Throwback. Yeah, yeah. Big time throwback. Uh, that was <laughs> that was entertaining. Uh, so, <laughs> Cap, Captain Coke seven hundred two, Bubba fan, and Azazel, thank you for your support and congratulations on the giveaway. And while we're yes, at we it, appreciate it. Would like to thank all of our patreons. Um, we actually have two oh, new patreons for the month of January: Dorian Blade and Randy Marsh. Thank you, guys. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. Uh, you both look amazing in blue in our Discord channel, by the way. And, of course, uh, all of our December patrons, I we would like to thank. And everyone who's ever been a patron, thank you. 
but I'm going to read off everyone who was a Patreon in December, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much, too. Ringer, J-Pod, Sima, Supreme Vengeance, Elton Blues, Jared T, Electro Duvall, Azazel, Chicken Bottom, BMZR, Cable, Ruskies, Benzy, Z-Splash, STL Brews, Recoil, War Bobby, Boo Earns, Dr. She Sith, Turner Viobi, Tyric Thorn, Vistara Kai, Rock, Painted Land, Elon Mustard, Boba Finn, Jitsu Jet, M4, Seafront 02, Dean Paxton, Bucky B, Wookie Cookie, Gorstag, Lauren Duthane, Michael <laughs> Bluth, DJ, Infidel, Zizer, Darth Molly, Muckamole 2, Sleepy Bulldog, Ron Paul, Bunyan, and last, but most certainly not least, Han Pikey. Thank you, you guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. You help us. Thank you help us keep doing the show, honestly. And we thank you. I think next week you should do the Twitch subs because those are some names you've never done, and it would be fun to see you try that. Oh, <laughs> oh, that could be brutal. Oh yeah, I love it. That would be brutal. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that I could. Uh, we, I mean, we can totally do it, but. I'm not familiar with those names, and I'm probably going to butcher a lot of them, but that would be fun. I'll, That's what makes it fun. I, I agree. I like it. Uh, all righty. <laughs> I think we have Alrighty. another topic to go to next. I can't remember what. Oh, there it is. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. Poll time! Etc. Did you just get the the title of what? The poll? The poll? Uh, the title of this week's poll is What a Piece of Junk. Oh, so, yes, I forgot. Yes, that is a quote from Luke talking about the Millennium Falcon. It is also the very beginning of the video intro and sound intro to the podcast so indeed it is in there yeah for sure well luke with his super whiny voice going right after it (laughs) this what a piece of junk uh i feel like this was a pretty pretty good poll and it was uh it it wasn't too junky the poll wasn't junky but uh i think it was non-junky right I hope so. That's a beautiful uh, synopsis of what we've got going on here. He was not too chunky. (laughs) Like it. Way to go. All right. So what's our first question? First question. Rate your excitement level for the OT Millennium Falcon on a scale of one to five. Basically, I wanted to know... How people felt about the Falcon coming, about them getting it, whether about them not getting it, you know, what just the overall heat index of the legendary Millennium Falcon. Five being that people are hyped up, and one that people are just meh, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's pretty like you got a nice little pyramid right there around four, because four was the, the highest. We had 175 responses to the poll, so thanks to everyone that got out there and voted. Um, But 
We got 49 votes for four, which was 28%, and then both three and five were 24%. So the majority of people feel somewhere between three and five about the Falcon. Um, I put a three simply because two of my bounty hunter ships are three stars. So if I want to unlock it, it's going to take some work, and I would have to decide whether I wanted to do that or not. So, And it's a ship. So if it were a character, I'd probably be much more inclined to want it. <laughs> I kind of think that's the only reason for the ones and the twos is that ships have been a little lackluster in a way. I mean, you, you have the arena, but it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just, it don't feel the same. It's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I've not, Felt the same way about Chimera because I barely unlocked it. Um, so, I mean, it's just not super exciting to me, but. I would say I'm like a four. I'm I'm kind of yeah. right there with most of the people that were the, the highest response here. All right. What's our next question? Our next question is. By the way, I'm watching this arena fight that I have uh, autoing right now, and it was, I got seven seconds left, but the auto almost pulled it out. Almost. <laughs> nice. All right. Do you already have Han Solo and Chewbacca at gear 11 or higher? Ooh. So basically, another thing I thought was cool about this uh, legendary event was the two pilots. Don't need a lot of work for most people once you unlock the ship. That's true. I know for me, they're both gear 12, ready to go. Uh, I'm almost positive. I'm positive it's the same for you. So I wanted to know if everyone was like that. So that was part of the question. Uh, And pretty close, 82, technically 83% of people have both at gear 11 or higher for that ship. So if they are able to unlock it, they're going to be using it right away. Because the they're gonna have the pilot the pilots are already ready to max out the crew abilities if they're gear eleven. So already ready to max out crew abilities for eighty-three percent of people. Now the big second biggest chunk of people were twelve point six percent that said Han is geared, Chewbacca is not geared or isn't unlocked. So you can't use a ship without the character, correct? That is correct. You can unlock it. But you can't use it. That is correct. I, I mean, so it would basically be a kamikaze ship. That's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, these 12, that's the two big chunks. And that makes up, what, uh, 95%. So the other options, really not anything to, to speak of. The next highest one has five for no, neither are geared. So that's more... Goes more towards our newer listeners there. Um, but yeah. Why don't you hit us with question three? All righty. Question number three. The event was originally incorrectly announced as three bounty hunter ships and not four. Would you have been able to unlock, which is five star or more, at three star? And the possible options were, yes, could unlock Falcon at three ships, but not four. Uh, no, could not unlock at three or four ships. Yes, could unlock at three or four ships. Or 
I only have two sad face. Uh, so I only have two <laughs> sad face was 9% of people. The biggest pie, which was 48% of people, said yes, they could unlock at three or four ships. It didn't matter the number. And then there was 24% of people that said they could not unlock at three or four ships, so they're hopeless. And uh, let's see. The last part of the pie is 19% for those who would be able to unlock at three ships, but not four. I was the green section. That's why the uh, smiley face was added. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> no, sorry. Anti-smiley face. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anti-smiley face. I only got, nice. the t- I only got two. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that uh, all, half people can unlock a three and four. I mean, I guess I did put unlocked, not get seven stars. So that's a little more understandable if people have been farming those ships since they dropped so that makes sense yeah pulse it's right about where i would think it would then yeah i agree uh that's kind of about what i expected nothing too out of the ordinary all right so the next question goes to kind of what we were talking about with the heat index question and that is do you feel inclined to panic farm for a ship the same way you do for a character? And the answers are no, yes, and it depends on the ship. 54% of people say no, they do not feel inclined to panic farm for a ship. Crazy. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm that same way, though. I would probably put myself in the depends on the ship because the Falcon and Red 5 are two ships that I definitely feel like I would farm for. Yeah. Red 5 for sure. That thing would be awesome. Even though there's a lot of X-Wings already in the game, just knowing it is the Red 5 is pretty sweet. And it would be a good ship, I'm sure. So, 32% of people agree with me on the depends on the ship. And the last 15% say, yes, they feel inclined to panic farm ships the same way they do characters. Yeah, I'm... I just don't feel like there's enough that ships do in the game to warrant the same treatment, if that makes sense. I totally agree. If I wasn't pretty in-game, I I would be a no on this part, but it's not like I have much else that I'm farming anyway. So, yeah, I might as well go all in on the Falcon, because, hey, it's the Falcon, and it's going to help me in Grand Arena. You know, that that's going to help me more in Grand Arena than anything else I would be farming. And that's kind of where I land on these sorts of things at this point. Uh, it's See, that's, that's where I'm off on that. Because to me, also, um, it could mean there could be something coming next month as well, right? We have these speculations of a Darth Revan or a Malak or... Knowing Sith Month, they call it the Sith Month. I think the community calls it Sith Month because over the last two Februarys, we've gotten a lot of Sith That's stuff. True. So I'm trying to weigh my options of if I did do this for a ship, which I don't really care that much about ships. If I did this for a ship, would I be less inclined to go after a character that might be more important if it came out next month? You know what I mean? It's a good point. So I'm... I'm I'm kind of leaning right now on the side of not worrying about it and getting it the second time around. 
and worrying about a character if it came out next month. But there's no, there's obviously no indication or anything saying there's going to be a ship ne- or a character next month. But it's just kind of a, if I did this now, I would not do it later yeah. type of thing. Or I would do both and feel like crap. So Makes sense. Which is a terrible way to think about the way that... Because it just costs so much that you're like, oh, man, I don't want to spend that much money twice. But that is the way it is for a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that is, that's a good point. And, um, you know, these, so we've had these other Old Republic characters, you know, coming up. So there's certainly a good chance that they could be required for Malik or whoever else or dark Revan or whatever. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things to think about and you know, a ship isn't used in any raids characters are, uh, you know, characters are probably going to make be a better ROI in general, but I think that's why they need a raid or something that has a ship phase where you're, where you kind of need to have better ships you know, if they really want people to care more about ships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need to be used. They need to have more value, basically. Yeah, exactly. That's my opinion. So. All right. We'll see. Uh, next question is, are you willing to see the Millennium Falcon? Or, sorry. Are you waiting to see the Millennium Falcon's kit before deciding what you're going to do? 50, over 50% of people said no. Uh, the kid is not going to decide what they do. They've decided they're going whichever way they're going as of now. Uh, there was a little over 38% of people that said farming is normal, but not panicking till I see the kit. So once they see the kit, if they think it's worth the crap, they'll freak out and start blasting crystals. Uh, let's see. 5% said currently not farming bounty hunter ships until I see the kit. And there is another six percent that said yes. They are uh, they are waiting to see the kit before they decide anything whatsoever. That's me. I am in the smallest bracket of every one of these questions as it goes to the Millennium Falcon. Nice. I feel like the true minority in all of these questions. Yeah. Well, that don't surprise me. Yeah, well, ships. <laughs> it's it's ships exactly. That's exactly. Um so the, so the next question I asked because it's kind of I don't know if catch 22 is the right word. Um but it they're in a this so there was a change to community style territory wars. We didn't really talk about it in the update. So maybe we'll go over that a little bit after uh the main topic, but because we got all the list of characters that are pulled out and everything, but they originally the devs had four groups of four characters and they were going to pick one of them to leave in territory wars and pull out the other three. Well, once the update came out, it turned out that they left, they took out one and left the other three citing that it would take out too many teams. And it was just, that's basically all the things that the community has said over the last couple of weeks, you know? So they did go in and change it and made it um, a little more friendly. So instead of 28 
teams, it's now 20 teams. Or tw- not teams. Instead of 28 characters being left out, it's now 20. Which I'd say is is a pretty decent reduction. And a lot of those characters in the dev area were really good ones. So, um, yeah, I don't, it's just... Uh, the Catch-22 part was that I've seen people that are really happy about that and then people just totally digging into them for changing it. So I wanted to ask this question to see what our podcast listeners thought, and it pretty much was the same as what I described. A lot of people were like, this is better, you know, um, I'm okay with it. And then a lot of people were like, typical CG bullcrap. And just, it's just every side imaginable for this question was put in as an answer for this. So turns out that uh, both sides are represented in here as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think by reading over these answers, most people are not pleased about characters being removed from territory war. Um, I, I cannot say that it seems like this is um, something that, this portion of the community is excited about, but we yeah. we will see how it's implemented and we will go from there. It's something I'm very curious to discuss. More importantly, I'm interested to see if we can pull together that win so I can complete that stupid quest. I fully expect everyone in our guild to bring their A-game. So <laughs> We shall see. We shall see. So, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, were there any specific answers in there that you thought worth mentioning? Um, no, I think that they pretty much just covered the spectrum on what we were looking for to figure out if that was the same across most places and not just Reddit or the forums. So, All right, so the next question is, will you farm the B2... Or sorry, B twenty eight extinction. My God, will you farm the B twenty eight extinction class bomber immediately? Seemed like a better option to fleet hard nodes than regular. And seventy percent said nope. Too many other light side, dark side hard nodes. Over seventy percent said that, and I kind of agree. Uh, it's a hard node life. It is. What can I say? It's a hard node life indeed. Uh, just, for me, just un- for us. <laughs> I was gonna, I, I was randomly just gonna play it, but I don't have it on the soundboard. Where'd it go? I don't know. Oh, it disappeared. Dang it. Uh, yes, I need a new hard node farm. Was just under ten percent of people. Yes, I need the ship for TB platoons. That was ten percent of people. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well done. Uh, let's see. Yes, I think the ship is good. That was only four and a half percent. And nope, I think the ship is bad. That was a little over five percent. So, uh, so the only thing I can tell is that people just don't like where it's at, is why they're not farming it. Yep. Unless they just are not farming it and still think it's bad. But for the most part, the I think it's bad or the yes, I think it's good are very small chunks. I think people just aren't farming it. First, because they put it where they put it. I can guarantee you this. I would stop Sith Fighter farming and go after B-28 Extinction Class Bomber if it had gone on a fleet node. But for some reason, we don't like to put ships on 
fleet hard nose. Makes sense. They continue to go on character hard nose. I just <laughs> once I finish Sith Fighter, I'll have nothing to farm. Like, except gear. Like, what's the deal? Come on. That's that's a good point. Uh I'm excited to finish the Falcon so that I can farm nest because my nest is still five star. Uh so I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see. Final question. Is hard node life your ringtone yet? Uh, <laughs> uh, who are these 24 people? 13.7% of people said, what the hell is that? I know there are a lot of people that do this poll that don't listen to the podcast. I assume that's the, that that's the portion of people. Um, then there, That's why I gave them an answer. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there's just over 26% of people said yes, and 60% of people said no. Uh, it would be nice if we could get that hard node life as... Uh, we just got to uh, get 60% of people down to like 30. Then we're good. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's possible. Because if, if people across the U.S. and the, the world started hearing my, my voice singing Little Orphan Annie... Whenever their phone went off, that would be beautiful. Just saying. A little concerning, but totally fair. Totally fair. <laughs> All right. Anything else you wanted to mention about that poll? <laughs> I think I'm going to leave the poll as it is. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip (laughs) all right why don't you tell everyone what we're doing with this topic this week all right so i had my friend Firus message me on discord this week and throwing out a topic of discussion and i thought it was an interesting one that maybe we could talk about with territory wars coming excuse me with territory wars coming up with grand arena coming up and basically, in general, what are the ideas of good teams that we want to use our bigger factions in? And what are the best teams to split up characters into? His He wanted specifically to know about Jedi and... Um, now I've lost it. Jedi and uh, First... Bounty Hunter? Was it First Order? I'll tell you in two seconds. I think you... Bounty Hunters. There you go. Yeah, it was it was Jedis and Bounty Hunters were the two he mentioned. Jedi. As well as there's Sith out there. There's uh, Rebels are out there. Resistance out there. There's a lot of big teams out there. So we wanted to talk about some of these teams and some of the better breakdowns of having multiple teams if you have them geared. So what do you say? What, what faction would you like to start with? Um... I, I guess Jedi is a pretty good way to go. Uh, and so what is the context of this? Is this Grand Arena Territory War, TB, General Farming? What's what's the idea? It's not here? TB because you don't have that many teams you have to use. So those are pretty pretty easy. I think it's more of a T-dub. Territory War, Grand Arena yeah. type thing. So what's the best way to split them up to have a defense or two defenses or two offense teams? That type of deal. Okay. If you were going to go solely faction-wise, because some of these get split up, like I would run Rex 
in Wampa, and sometimes I'd run so, Leia with Nest in 3v3s, things like that. Some of them get split up, but if yeah. they were to s- strictly stay faction-wise, what, what, how would you split them up? So, All right. Uh, let's just start with Jedi. Um, so for me, the first thing that I see whenever I look at the Jedi would be Bastila Shawn is... Especially if if you don't have Revan, she is far and away the best Jedi leader. So she should be the primary uh, character that you look at. And that is a really good team, in my opinion, to put on defense. Just because the way her mechanics work, that much tenacity being that difficult to debuff. It's not your standard defensive team that you have to deal with. Um, There are obviously good counters to it. I mean, Treya can wreck it, but... Uh, a lot of people set Trey on defense because she is alone frustrating to deal with. And it's it's, it's a really good defensive team. So uh, Basila Sean is, I think, the ultimate starting point for that team. Uh, you agree or is there anyone else that you think uh, would be a good starting point? I think Basila is definitely one of my two Jedi leaders. Okay. If Revan's available. Okay, yes. If Re- Revan would be the second. Yes. If Revan's available, I think he is definitely a no-brainer. Um, let, let's eliminate Revan because I feel like... I feel like if you got Revan... That would cover more bases for people? Yeah. I, I think that just makes things a little bit more useful. So with Bastila Sean, you kind of... she, she Any tank with her automatically gets taunt at the beginning. So the idea of using someone that is underused, like Mace, that gives him a really good purpose being on that team. He starts out with a taunt. He certainly does something. I think someone like him with Basilashan is a really good starting point. And then you can kind of build around that. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right about that. I didn't even think about the fact he is listed as a tank, even though he doesn't have a taunt. Yes. And he would he would instaton at the beginning. Yep. Uh, so that makes sense. That is pretty good. I found out about that because I'm I faced someone who had one. I was like, oh, wow, Mace is taunting. That's weird. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, for sure. Who would be the second leader that you would go with, ideally? Ideally? Um, Excluding Ray, obviously. It's a throw toss-up between uh, if you're going to put Grandmaster Yoda behind Bastila, I would then go with uh, Kaigon because I still like Kaigon's team. Okay, especially for offense. I, I definitely agree. I I really like him a lot for offense. He's a good offensive team. He's not one of those teams that's going to allow you to finish with full health and protection. So like Grand Arena, maybe it's not like an ultimate offense team, but it's still going to be pretty good. Uh, a lot of people have Barris Zated. If you are one of those people, I think the General Kenobi lead is a fantastic way to go. Uh, just because you almost have to expose that team to beat it, which requires using like a resistance team or three PO. It requires using like a high tier level team to beat, despite it not really being a high tier team at all. Um, and it doesn't even have to be full Jedi. It can be. Kenobi, Barris, Fives, those three are annoying as hell in 3v3, uh, but you could 
you could stick in other teams around them to help build that team. Uh, something that I've been doing lately is my Ayla Secure is only gear 10, but I love using her with Basilisk Sean on defense just because she, with all that tenacity, she's not going to get stunned. So that just means that you have to whittle out her protection up so that you can stun her or daze her. And while you're doing that, she's countering. And she can call in assists while she's countering. She is, in my opinion, one of the ultimate characters to put under Basilashan lead whenever you're trying to separate these factions out. Yeah, she's definitely an interesting one because if she doesn't get taunted, she's going to be, or taunted. If she doesn't get <laughs> stunned, she's going to be countering and stunning you. So yes. that's a pretty good, to have all that tenacity on her to be able to go out and do that can be very, can ruin your plans pretty quickly. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, who else do you like as far as Jedi? What do you do with Jolie? With Jolie? Yeah. Well, that depends. Where are you going to put Hermit Yoda? I'd put him on the opposite side. Because if I were in Qui-Gon Jinn and you were talking about the health recovery and that type of thing being an issue, I would probably run Hermit Yoda with him. And then I would probably put uh, Joe Lee with... No, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know. Because Joe Lee, I feel like more people would die or have a better chance of dying under... Um, Kaigon, so you might want to put him on offense to just bring them back while you're playing offense and leave Hermit Yoda under uh, Bastila. That's a good point. So, Well, and here, here's something else, though, is Joe Lee has a crap ton of health. He has Unique that gives him health, so he has a ton of health. Bastila Sean's leader ability gives the protection up, which is based on your health. Whittling through all of his protection up, if modded correctly, could be absolute hell and in incredibly annoying, and it could cause the timeout. So uh, that's another thing is that that team would be very difficult to beat without you know going in there with a really good team. Uh, let's yeah. see. Other options like. Obi-Wan, would you leave him on a Jedi team or would you work him with the Rebels? I, I think he has to go with the Rebels. I think he's too good with the Rebels. Same with uh, Ezra and Kanan. You'd probably leave Ezra in the Jedi team and leave Kanan in the Phoenix yeah. since they have Zeb to take Ezra's spot. Yep, I think that's uh, I think that's the route I would go. Um, yeah, that makes sense because that team, with even without Ezra in it, as a defense team, throwing Zeb in there instead of... Uh, I keep saying throwing Zeb in there because Zeb is always the last one out for me. But throwing Zeb in there instead of Ezra, those all the stuns that he can provide similarly to Ayala on a Jedi team because of the, because of the counter he gets from Kanan does very similar things with the extra stuns and the staggers and everything else. So, yeah. You can definitely move keep Ezra on a Jedi team. Uh, now, would you put him under on your offense team or under Bastila? Or would you put Grandmaster Yoda and Ezra on the same team with Bastila? Uh, well, 
for me, I am probably going to have Grandmaster Yoda on offense just because he, you know, he's a little bit more efficient on offense in general, uh, easier to control the battle and such. However, I mean, it kind of depends on what you've got. I, I mean, I would have no issue having Bastila Sean with Ezra and Grandmaster Yoda on the same team. The only thing I would worry about is having, you know, uh, too many, let's see, too many, too many attackers, I guess, because you're going to want a tank. You're, you're going to want some, you're going to want a balance of types of characters on the team just to help handle anything that goes up against it. Uh, so, yeah, I think Grandmaster Yoda is. I think he would need with need to be with Bastila Sean, and then Ezra's just so versatile. I think you kind of build your teams with what you've got, and then wherever there's a hole, you plug in Ezra. Whether it's Rebels or Jedi, he's just he's so good for that reason. Uh, let's see, Jedi Knight Anakin. He's another one. Um, I like him under Bastila Sean. Uh, I, I kind of think, you know, you you lose a little bit of what he does well, which is gaining the turn meter, base. You know, the allies losing health and him gaining turn meter, things like that. Uh, you don't get as much advantage with that, but the fact that he can AOE and give the offense up and things like that, I think can be pretty useful to that team and he's a you know he's a really good character but he he fits in really well in general in jedi teams so he's he's another one of those kind of versatile and like you said hermit yoda character you want to use on offense because of the protection recovery and all that sort of stuff uh i i don't think i would ever put hermit yoda on defense the um what i like to do is i would put I would probably have Anakin with my second team, whether it was Zeta, Barris, and GK lead. Because I, I like to put Ahsoka and him together. Um, oh, I think yeah. That they just they make a good attacking pair of backup Jedis. So I'd probably leave them out. And, uh, yeah. I think that you're on the right track there with the uh, um what what was it so what are we, what have we arrived on with Bass? So Basila, Ayala, Mace, Grandmaster Yoda and then who was the other one you said? I I think you can kind of plug in anyone. Um I I'm not sure it matters too much. Uh I probably go Anakin, but I I don't know. Like I said Anakin can kind of fit in anywhere. Um, like you said, Ahsoka. I, the idea of keeping those two together is a pretty good idea if you've got them. Um, it, yeah, I think it just... I mean, this is one of those things where it really kind of starts... Very quickly starts to depend on where your roster's at. So you basically have, outside of Revan, the three primary leads, which are Bastila, GK, and... Qui-Gon. With the GK lead, you're going to want Barris Zated. 
If you don't have the Bears Zeta, that gives you a little bit more flexibility and move them around. Qui-Gon Jinn's going to be really good on offense, uh, especially Territory War. And then you have your best LaShawn teams that I think Mace and Ayla are great with just because of how much better they get under her versus any other Jedi leader. And then, you know, put put in some You know what I haven't heard you mention that's kind of surprising? What? That Grandmaster Yoda Zeta leadership you've you've got. Yeah, because... Because that is also a second yeah, option. It's, it's okay. Um, so his leader ability is... Uh, let's see. Uh, Jedi allies have plus 30% tenacity. Whenever a Jedi resists a debuff, they gain the following 30% turn meter, crit chance up for two turns, and crit damage up for two turns. Whenever they suffer a debuff, they gain tenacity up for one turn. At the end of... Uh, they gain tenacity up for one turn at the end of that turn. Grandmaster Yoda is immune to shock. It's it's good. Um, I, I don't think anyone should do it, though. I mean, don't spend a Zeta on his leader ability. I just... Eh. Well, right. I'm saying if you have it, would you use if it? If you have it, no, I wouldn't use it. Or are you just no. never using that again? No, probably never going to use it. It's fine, but <laughs> it's... Eh. Okay. But I mentioned Kaigon Jin, who had his Zeta from when Zetas were dropped, and that one's still works out. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's it's good. Uh it, it offers a lot, and um yeah, it's it's pretty effective. Uh so what was the other faction? Bounty hunters? Bounty hunters. Alright, so let's go to our good old bounty hunting friends. So this is where things really get kind of interesting because, uh, as I've talked much about... Much less to work with. <laughs> much, a lot less to <laughs> work keep, with. Step one. There are... I mean, there's exactly enough for two teams if you have them already. Bosk lead is unbelievable. It's so good. It's great on defense just because... Especially with characters that spit out debuffs. Bosk and Dengar, those two go together, period, end of discussion. Uh, just because of the number of debuffs they that Dengar has, you know, those two are fantastic together. I don't think you'll go wrong. Uh, but then, when you start looking for another leader, it kind of comes down to Django and Boba for me. What about you? Well, you lost me when you said Dengar has to go with Boss because you know that I like my Zam thermal detonator offense team. So, ooh, I would, okay. I would, Dengar wouldn't be with Boss for me. Interesting. If I was using Zam, okay, okay. But then that kind of, but the whole idea here is to build two teams because if I did do the Zam team, it would have to be Zam, Dengar, Greedo, Cad Bane. And then another one. So, anyone else? Interesting. Pick one. Uh, Which would leave, you know. Okay, so you. Bosk, Django, Boba, Imbo, or Sing, or IG88. So, one of those would have to go into. Uh, yeah. So. It's. it's All right, so here's the deal I think. Right Zam. down the middle. I think Zam. I think Dengar should go with Zam unless you have Bosk Zated. I think if you have Bosk Leader Zated, I think Dengar has to go with Bosk. And I think 
Zam is awfully damn good with Bosk as well. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I think Zam's leader ability is best just if you don't have Bosk's leader next. We're building two teams. Remember that. No, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think those two leader abilities, you can kind of use the same characters. I think those three characters yeah. fit together. And it's, you know, if you have Bosk Zeta, then you use that one. If you don't, then you just use Zam for that team. And you kind of keep those three stuck together. Uh, and then whenever you look at the next team, you have your Boba, you have Boba Fett and Django. Boba is awesome with Boss. I, I really like using him with him. Uh, but that Django leader ability, let's see. Let's go read that off. I just don't like Z- ba- uh, Django's, uh-huh, Boba's payout. It's just tenacity. It's all you get. I don't care about his payout. I care about his Most leader people ability. do. Because once you get that payout, it's supposed to be like game-altering. And if once his gets well, yeah, once his gets adds twenty five percent, I don't know. Yeah, but Boba's leader ability is game altering from the very beginning. You don't have to get a payout for it to be game altering. So what's this? Well, issue? you don't have to with Django either. And then with his payout, everyone games bounty hunter results, which is great. So, but much greater than Boba's, I think, because now you have two chances with every person on your team. That is true. It requires a Zeta, so, though. I, so, I kind of think... Well, we're not talking like... <laughs> take Zetas out of the equation. We're talking about best, whether it's Zeta or not. Well, no, it matters, though, because people... Why does it matter? Because if you're trying to build teams, you're obviously invested in putting Zetas on teams. No, not, so, not entirely. I mean, I, I'm trying to build multiple bounty hunter teams. It doesn't mean that I'm going to spend the Zeta on Django. Like, I want to do things I bet you would if you knew that you'd have two good teams. No, not necessarily, because there may be another leader I think you're works. arguing with me to argue now, because if you have 100 Zetas, Mats, you're not going to throw one on Django to make a second better team? What, if I have 100 Zeta Mats, sure, not everyone has 100 Zeta Mats. I'm just... I know a lot of people right now that do. I, I'm just talking <laughs> about from an efficiency standpoint, it's... Like what what I was talking about with Bosk and Zam, it's you know if you have the better leader Zeta, then you go with that one. If not, the other one is perfectly fine. And I kind of think that's the way it is with Boba and Django. Um, like I, I'm not gonna hesitate on using either one of them. Uh, now, another one that I think is maybe a little under the radar would be Embos. The bounty hunters have 50% counter chance and plus 50% health steal. That's a lot of health steal. Uh, They gain offense up. Like, it's a pretty good leader ability. I... I'm not too familiar with it, so it's hard to say. Um, it's hard to say where I would really rank that one, but I do think there's a lot of interesting potential there, depending on what you're trying to do with the team. Teams with counters and teams that do AOE 
Both of those teams are really great at making sure the other team doesn't finish with full health or protection. So that's going to be really good on defense in general. Uh, so I like that idea with Embo. But like you said, the Django Fett team is going to be more annoying to deal with with the revives. Uh, which kind of makes me think maybe better for offense because you can maybe sandbag the team a little bit and you're going to have multiple shots to come back and try to take out the enemies. So uh may kind of depend on exactly what you want to do there. And I, I will say the one thing that I really like about Django's leader ability is that it offers things to scoundrels. It's not just bounty hunters, it's scoundrels. And I think that's really important because you have a character like IG-88 who, if you want to build a droid team, he is fantastic for the droid team. Uh, I love using like an HK lead with Jawa Engineer and IG-88. That's a, you know, it's a decent defensive team to put in. If you have a fast uh, Jawa Engineer, you're probably going to make sure the other team doesn't finish with full protection just because, one, this droid team's kind of easy to kill for the most part, but everyone does AoE. Like, you're not going to get through that battle without getting hit. So I kind of like the idea of tossing him over there if he can't fit in with, like, Bosk or whatever. What do you think? Yeah, I think basically your best bet, like, proven team is to run the Bosk team. And if there's a good team with the rest of them, then do that. But uh, you might want to split up some of them. Yeah. Like Django. Isn't Django's leadership scoundrels? Besides the payout? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, I mean, you could do... You could do the classic Bosk team and then run a Django team with uh, leftover good bounty hunters like Imbo or... Uh, who else is left? Imbo... Cad Bane, if you wanted and you didn't have a better scoundrel to put in there. But I'd say your best bet with bounty hunters is to use the Bosk team. That's normal. What is it? Bosk, Dingar, um, Greedo, Boba, and who's the other one? Who's the fifth one you usually use? I know some people use Imbo in there. I use Zam. Yeah, he's Zam. I'd probably put Imbo. That's the last one. And then the last one I'd probably put start it with Django and then fill in with the uh, leftover bounty hunters and scoundrels. IG eighty eight, CAD, R Sing, whatever. Uh Yep. Yeah. Uh what's interesting is every bounty hunter has a leader ability. Uh uh let's see. Somebody mentioned that in chat. Tyrek Thorne mentioned that. Uh yeah, they all have leader abilities, which is crazy. I'm not sure how many factions where literally every character in the faction has a leader ability. Kind of funny. Um But yeah. It was those uh it was those payouts, man. We pretty much knew from the start if anyone got reworked, they were getting the payout leadership, and that made it that makes so many options for bounty hunters for the different modes in the game. So that's true. That's what makes it fun with these guys. So if you have them all geared, 
you can easily make any kind of team you want. And that makes them one of the best synergy factions in the game, in my opinion, because you can probably find... Now, a lot of them take Zetas, so you'd have to get some Zetas involved, but you can probably find a team to beat whatever you want if you had all your bounty hunters geared up. You want to know... I don't want to say my favorite bounty hunter, but maybe the most versatile bounty hunter is. Who's that? Probably Dangar. So he gains stealth, which means you can't freaking hit the guy. He has this amazing AOE that does all the stuff. And he doesn't even need much gear. I mean, my my Dangar is gear 9. And he's unbelievable. I mean, it, I I absolutely love Dengar. I think he is... You, you don't even need to gear him very high, but put some decent mods on him, throw some potency on him, uh, some potency, some health, and some decent protection. And I think he's great. It's... Uh, he's The one thing can be said about him... Every time you fight them in Territory Wars or Grand Arena, you can almost guarantee if he's on the team, he's probably the last person killed. Every time, yes. Every time. Yep. Doesn't matter the gear level. Every time that dude uh-huh. is the last guy there. And it takes and he's beefy. Like it takes forever to kill that dude. Yep. He is uh and he's only and I, he's an attacker, isn't he? Yeah, he's an attacker that's that beefy. Yep. Uh oh. He's another character that it's probably good to put some crit chance on. Like if you're going to use a crit chance primary, Dengar's a good one just because the effects that he deal deals out with his AOE is based on um you know the number of crits that happen there. So uh yeah. just something to think about. Uh what is the next faction we want to argue and disagree about? <laughs> Um, I want to talk about Sith. Okay. I think Sith are an interesting one. All right, let's do it. I do think this one's interesting just because there was a Grand Arena match where I ended up stuck in purgatory with a freaking Savage Oppress. This damn thing was gear 12, Zayded, and I probably spent 10 teams trying to burn through this thing admittedly at the end i was kind of sandbagging so this is another grand arena tip in the grand arena if you've wasted your first two battles where you get the bonus 30 points then the bonus 15 points after that the only thing that matters is making sure that your characters try to finish with full health or full full protection or both because you can spend 10 battles and it's not going to cost you any more points. You're better off burning a team so that the next team can come in and maybe kill it with one character or something like that so that you can actually maximize points. Because, like I said, after those first two battles, it doesn't matter how many teams it takes. All that you want to do is finish with as much health and protection as possible. Makes sense. Yeah, you can pull out, you can do the magic uh, turn meter trick too that way. Uh, which? Fix, uh, fix the turn meters. Oh, yeah. Well, let's say you go in there, they all go once and kill your guys, and now they have little to no turn meter. 
and you come in with another team, you're in a very, much better position yep. than you were before. That is 100% true. Like, throwing in one character and to you, let him get wasted just to waste the special or turn meter or whatever is a great idea at that point. And you didn't even have to force close. And you didn't have to force close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't have to take advantage of a feature of the game to do it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> feature. <laughs> I, I think that Darth Maul and Savage Oppress are just, God, they're so good together. Um, yes. I, I, we're on the same page for this because I think there are two teams. It's either a trail lead or a Palpatine lead. And then the backup being a mall lead with Zeta, Zeta Savage. Yep. A Zeta Maul lead and a Zeta Savage. And I think Sith Assassin has to go with Darth Maul because of the turn meter gain, the speed. You can get that team to go, the whole team to go fast pretty early, uh, which obviously works to your advantage. Um, I think those three are kind of a staple for that team. And then you have, you know, Emperor Palpatine and Vader that should kind of always stick together, especially if you're using an Emperor Palpatine lead. And then you have, you know, the Treya trio that should kind of always stick together. And then depending on exactly what you have, you can kind of mix your teams up with those characters. Sith Trooper fitting it in wherever. You know, the good thing about Emperor Palpatine is he's kind of an empire. Uh, so... You can fit in Empire characters with him uh, rather than just Sith. So if you you could really break Sith into two Sith teams and then a Sith Empire team, uh, depending on what I, else you can almost. What were you gonna say? So you can almost yeah, like you were saying, you can almost build three teams because for me, I don't use Vader. Or Palpatine in my Treadly team. I actually use the Triumvirate Sith Trooper and then I throw Thrawn in there. You don't use and Fallen Bastila Shand? Because I think she's the best one to put with that team. Well, if you're looking at my chat and you saw, I saw a flashing activate sign to annoy people. Well, if you're looking at the live stream, Fallen Basil Sean is sitting at 80 out of 25 not activated. So I don't use her for anything. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yes. But I was going to say you could probably put her in and Thrawn spot. I don't have her activated or geared, so I don't use her. I use Thrawn. But that leaves a Palpatine lead still where that you can throw Vader in and then add in some uh, Empire to build that Sith Empire team because there's yeah. plenty of... Like, I love Tarkin under Palpatine. Oh, he's just my God. throws out so many yes. debuffs, it's ridiculous. Well, not only that, a, uh, but he removes turn meter. I think Emperor Palpatine with Vader and Tarkin, those three are so good together because Vader can go early, give turn meter to Tarkin, Tarkin can remove turn meter from the other team. That's, that's a team that uh, I actually did a write-up as far as speed manipulation and how that works on shatteredorder.com so if you're unfamiliar or you haven't read that go check that out again shatteredorder.com go down the blog section you'll see the speed manipulation article and i specifically talk about the emperor palpatine with vader because you can really set up a turn order team especially with tarkin 
that removes turn meter and it it can be hell to deal with. Uh, it, it can work great on defense. That's the thing I like about it. It's like a machine. It You can set it up to where it, it works basically the same way every time. And there's not really a good way around it outside of starting with tenacity or something. You know, it's funny is we're talking about that Sith Empire team. And the one I usually use when I use Palpatine is Palpatine, Vader, Tarkin, TIE Fighter Pilot, yep. and Stormtrooper. Because of the... Stormtrooper has a really unique turn meter thing with his taunt. I don't know if you ever really look at it. Never. I don't think I've ever used Stormtrooper, sadly. But I totally agree on the other four. I love using okay, well, let them me, together. Let me read his taunt ability. So he taunts for three turns and grants Empire allies defense up for three turns. In addition... Stormtrooper removes 10% turn meter from each enemy whenever he is damaged while taunting. Interesting. So he's like the opposite of Stormtrooper Han. So anytime you, they attack Stormtrooper while he's taunting, he's going to take 10% from everyone on the other side. Very interesting. So add that in with Tarkin's turn meter manipulation along with the debuffs from Tarkin, TIE Fighter Pilot, Pilot, Vader, and Palpatine. You're going a lot, and they're going a lot less. So Um, I do like that team. I also think Darth Sidious could fit in really well with Palpatine lead just because he does multiple exposes on an AoE, which just offers that much more turn meter to everybody on that team. Um. Oh, I had one other point I was going to make about this, and I do not remember what it was. I'll be honest, I don't know squat about Sith Marauder, so I'm not going to touch that. Uh, He's one that a lot of people put in Treya, with Treya. Is it? Okay. Yeah, so if I, without Fallen Bastille, if I wanted to take Thrawn out, and I had mine geared a little more, I could toss him in that team in Thrawn's spot. Yeah. But. I think mine's gear nine. What what do you do with Count Dooku? Gear eight. Because Count Dooku's, he's. I just put him wherever because he's just a big fat jerk. Yeah. So he, he's he's. A I'd douche. probably put him under Maul because it's. I don't know. See, I hate putting That's him with where Maul. I think he would fit the most. I hate putting him with Maul just because, like, I want people to hit him because he's annoying when you hit him, and. They're more likely to miss whenever he's under Maul, but I mean, he is one of those characters. He kind of works well under any lead, and his lead can mm-hmm. be annoying if you wanted to go that route as well. Uh, oh God! If you don't it, throw back to the old meta, right? if you don't have Maul Zeta, I think Dooku leads probably a decent way to go. Yeah, that makes sense. And why would you have like Maul lead Zeta? That's stupid. I know a dude that did that one time. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next faction that we are going... The next and final faction before we get to trivia is going to be Rebels. Rebels. Boy, are there options Rebel here. All right, so here's the deal. Why don't with, you start us off? All right, so here's the deal with Rebels. Uh, the things that really that I focus on with rebels is there are a couple subsections of characters that you want to keep together. 
for me, Jin, Cherit, Bays, and Cassian. I love them together. I always, I try to always keep those four together. Uh, if you have Jin lead Zeta, it works even better because of the stacking heal over times is going to cause more protection game for base and Chariot. That is fantastic. Cassian is great because of all the debuffs. Um, I just, I, I really do. I love using Cassian with Jin, so I think that is a great option. Uh, Han and Chewie, they need to stick together, obviously. CLS is a great lead, so those two with him is a great way to go. R2-D2, uh, he's he's flexible. He's one of those ones that you just kind of let him fall wherever he falls. Uh, old Ben, he would be with my CLS team. That's 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 where I would prefer him if... Uh, if you have to put him with Jedi, totally makes sense. I know a lot of people say he's great with Basilisk Sean. He's annoying there, and I totally get that. But I like him with Commander Luke. Uh Rebel Pathfinder. Ugh. He is underrated, in my opinion. The revives, the turn meter gain, all of that stuff, he is quite good. Um... He he gives you some options. He's kind of plug and play for a rebel, which is one thing I like about him. You have your Phoenix team that kind of sticks together. And then there's a lot of rebels that you can kind of do anything you want with. You have Biggs and Wedge that should stick together. You have Admiral Akbar, who was a really good leader. Uh let's see. K2SO is another good tank. You often see him with Jin. I think I ideally if I have them all leveled, uh K2SO would be with Jin. Um let's see. Are there are there any uh specific rebel teams that you find overly interesting? Uh Character-wise, I think it uh, Han, Hot Han, is a good option for a lot of teams because of his heals and revives. Oh man, that's a good point. That he's really good on defense in a lot of teams that I've seen. Yeah, that's a good. If you one. have him geared, he's a good one to have. Uh, that fifth option on the Rogue One team, I know that there aren't a ton of tanks in Rebels, so you might want to just kind of split them up a little bit. But putting him, putting. Scarif Rebel Pathfinder in there with Bays in that Rebel t- in that Rogue One team almost makes it so it's really hard without AOEs to get to the other three. That's Chirrut, uh, Jin, and Cassian. That's a good point. So I, I like those five if you're going all Rogue One and you have Jin's Jin's lead Zeta. That one's Yep. I do like that. Uh let's see. Bistan is really good with uh, he he kind of fits in anywhere. He's really cool because he kind of spams turn meter in a way with his frenzy ability. So I, he's pretty cool to run with Admiral Akbar, just because like you always have somebody doing something on that team. Uh, he's he's quite good there. Uh, him and Power kind of like misfits in a way. 
they do what they do pretty well, but it's not like they really fit in anywhere all that well. Uh, you know, I, I guess I would probably both of them would probably go under Akbar lead ideally. Uh, again, kind of depends on exactly what you have, what all characters you have ready to go. Um, Stormtrooper Han, I personally I use Stormtrooper Han with Rex and Wampa, and use that to take out a rebel team. It's pretty effective. The turn meter gain is amazing. Some of these modes don't let you go in with less than five. Um, I can't think of which ones I'm I'm thinking of, but I, I sometimes I'll just throw CLS, Stormtrooper Han, Chewbacca, and Han in to save a rebel because that team in itself is good enough to beat most things. That's a good point. Especially in Grand Arena, I've been doing that. But I, I if it if I think it's gonna be close, I'll throw a fifth one in there. If I don't think it's gonna be close, then I'll I won't. Because it's only what, two points if you leave one person out. It's not a ton, but that could be the difference in a Grand Arena match. So yeah. I like to do that. Um but just an idea. I love Stormtrooper Han with those things. But I also do like Stormtrooper Han with a wedge bigs a wedge bigs team. That's yeah. Now the real question is, and I don't think we've really talked about it too much, is Fulcrum Ahsoka, because she really needs a team with a lot of different buffs on the team. What Rebel team has a lot of different buffs like that. Man, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Because I struggle with that on my on my other account because I have a Gear 12 Ahsoka that I pretty much use just to fight and put her on any team because she's Gear 12, but she's never really used efficiently. And I, that's a question that I've always wondered never really looked into. Well, you have Revan. Put, put her with Bast... Uh, or I guess put her. Or hey, uh, Basil Sean, put her with that team. She's not a Jedi though. So use <laughs> Basil Sean to give her a crap ton of buffs. Oh yes, okay. I see what your your point is for the all the buffs. That is a good idea, actually. Uh, I like that. Uh oh, another. You mentioned Stormtrooper Han, who I think is great. Fits in a lot of areas. Uh. My favorite team that I have ever ran in this game, the Lando lead with Admiral Akbar, Stormtrooper Han, and then you could plug in like an IG-88 or uh, Old Ben, both of them, or you, you have some options there on AoE, but you set up your turn meter to where Stormtrooper Han's ridiculously fast, and then Admiral Akbar goes, and then Lando does back-to-back AoEs. That's one of those teams that could catch somebody off guard in, you know, Territory War Grand Arena if they're a little, you know, if they try to sandbag it a little bit. It's something that could, you know, maybe uh, take out a character or two that they weren't expecting and, you know, change the way that goes. The problem is once you get rid of the taunt on Stormtrooper Han, that team will fall apart very quickly, but you have to survive that initial onslaught. So uh, good luck there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really mention 3PO just because, I mean, I don't know. 
Put them wherever you want to put them. You mentioned R2 earlier, and I was like, I don't think that most of the time I don't use R2 with Rebels. Really? I do. Same with 3PO. I usually, well, in TB, I for sure put her with him with RJT and BB-8 and just three-man every wave. So, you know, I don't often think about him with her. I think that... Yeah, I, I usually use him with resistance because of his AOE and the exposes it does to get the extra turn meter. Yeah. So I don't usually use him in rebel teams. Interesting. Same with C three PO. I mean it makes sense, but interesting. Yeah. It works. I am very tempted to Zeta Jin. And take her to gear 11. That would give me another pretty good team for Rand Arena and such. Uh. Yeah, I just I just Zeta'd Zin, Zin. I just Zeta Jin on my alt, and that team is super fun. Definitely added an extra defense team for me to use. If my base was better, I would have no question doing it, but my base is gear 8, so... I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that or not. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I- Anything else you want to discuss about the Rebels? No, I think that pretty much covers it for me. All right. Unless you got something. Nope. I think so. we should go to this. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with us indeed. All right. (laughs) Time for you to bust out your Kahoot app. And all right, dude, we are going to have to... I don't want to say fly through this, but my phone my phone has five percent. You don't have a charger right there on your desk. I don't. What are you doing? I don't know. Okay, where well, it's at. My game is currently running my special mission on the stream. So once it finishes that, then we'll be good. But I do have my other phone, which is turning on to start things off. So. Let's give it a second. All right. Uh, Let's watch Chewie and Han and CLS destroy Vader, and then I'll be good to go. And everyone uh, out there on podcast line can go ahead and be getting ready with the pin code, which is 02-71-300. What's the name of this one? What are we, what is our, what's our, what are we working with here? Uh, I, I don't know. That's your job. <laughs> All right. Well, now that that's over. Oh, come on. That's now that that's, that's over. last week's. All right. So this, yeah, way to go, dude. All right. My bad. Shadow Road of Trivia this week. The title here is, uh, Kind of a mishmash, Tesh 2019. That's that's what he called this. So, title of this trivia is kind of a mishmash. 
All right, so what we got here is a pin number. I'm pressing the wrong buttons everywhere. All right, so what's right, that pin new number code? is 0859559. 0859 559. Nice little pattern there. Yes. 08595599. I almost have them both brought up. Zero. So we've listened to your feedback. And I want to say that I will read off the answers when I read the question. That way we can immediately go into the question and provide our answers. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, are you ready? Good sir. Let's do it before my phone dies. All right. Question one is... Who is the only character to have a buff that no one else can gain? Wampa, C-3PO, Revan, or Jango Fett, and Go. Ooh, a buff that no one else can gain. I'm not 100% sure that I agree with this answer. I, I, I cannot think of a correct answer on this one. Um, I'm curious what the correct answer is speaking about. Have you picked yet? No, I'm still deciding. I don't know. I do not know. Um, And I thought I knew this pretty well. Alright, I'm going to pick Django. And I got it correct. You did. What did you pick? Tell me. Who else gains protection up locked? There's... Because I picked Wampa. There's nobody else can get a locked protection buff. There's ships that can get that. Locked? Yes. Who? All of them. But well, it doesn't really matter because it says character. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I mean, protection up is common. Um, You're right. Like I said, locked. No one else can get protection up locked, and that is still a buff. Interesting. I feel cheated. I was going to pick Wampa anyway. Uh, that's fair. All right. What's the next question? Joker, to your your thing in chat, Wampa doesn't get, get it as a buff. He just gains bonus protection. It shows up as a buff. And it's locked. If it was just bonus protection, there would be no need for a buff above his head. Perhaps. I, I'm just saying. All right. What's the next question? All right, next set question is, who dispels all buffs on the target enemy on basic? Logray, ISC, Imbo, or Nest? All right, I'm able to rule out two of these, 
And then it's basically a coin flip on the next two, and I do not know. Me too. So right. I'm going to go with this one. And did you get it right? Nope. Got it I wrong. got it wrong, too. I picked ISC. Who'd you pick? I picked ISC as well. I had it down to Imbo and ISC. Yep, same here. I knew it wasn't low grade. I knew it wasn't Nest, and so, yeah. Darn. Tess says it's Django's damage immunity is the buff that That is true. I totally forgot about that. He does, yes. That is... Wow. Yep, no one else has that in the game. That is true. Alright, question three. Alright. Three of these characters can inflict a certain debuff. Which one cannot inflict said debuff? Candor's Ordo, Sith Marauder, Gamorrean Guard, and Zalbar. I feel like this is a trick question because I feel like I know the answer. I just... I know what the debuff is. I feel like it's too obvious. I, I don't know which... Actually, I don't know. You're probably down to two. If that, if it's the, I am. I feel like I'm being. Ah! Should I pick? Damn it! You know what? Screw it. Yes, I got it right. All right. It was down to Zalbar and Sith Marauder for me, and I lost the coin flip yet again. Dude, Zalbar does dots. You were talking thinking of dots, right? Yep. Yeah, Zalwar does dots. That's why he works good under uh, Karth Onasi lead. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Not real familiar with Zalbar other than I hate him. But Him and Mission both do dots. That's why they're also both good under Karth Onasi. Ah, okay. Learn something new every day. All right. So I picked Sith Marauder because I knew... The other three did dots. So, there's that. Question four. Which ship does not have a way to boost protection? IG-2000, Kylo's shuttle, Gauntlet Starfighter, or Houndstooth? Ooh. Again. Down to two of them. No idea which Hashtag one it is. Ships. Ugh. Hashtag ships. Hashtag guests. Yes! Finally got the coin flip correct. So did I. One for four chance, and I got it right. Wow. I knew that Gauntlet Starfighter gave protection protection up as a reinforcement. Houndstooth does it whenever he's attacked. And I was thinking Kylo's shuttle did, so I selected IG-2000. I guess it wasn't technically one out of four chance for me. It was a 33%. I knew Houndstooth gave himself protection, so it was more like, I think Kylo's shuttle does, so I'm not going to pick it. Nice. And then down between Starfighter and IG-2000, so eh, Makes sense. All right, question five. All right, question five. Which ship can assist allies if called in as a reinforcement? Why are we asking so many freaking ship questions? Jedi Consular, Slave One, Vader, or Resistant Pilots X-Wing? Go. Uh, 
All right, what did you select? It's down to two again for Uh-oh. me. I haven't picked Uh-oh. two. Uh-oh. I got this one right, so the pressure's on. I also got it right. Resistant Pilot's uh, lucky. X-Wing. Lucky, lucky. This one I actually knew. I knew that those three did not do that, so that basically just left Resistance Pilot's the only one who might, so... I didn't know Consular didn't, but I knew that I had no idea what Resistance Pilot X-Wing did, so I figured that was probably yeah. it. Nice. Go with the most obscure one that you can. That's usually a safe safe bet, yeah. All right. Finally, we can farm the B-28. It gains taunt, dot, dot, dot. The first time a Sith ally takes damage, whenever a Sith ally evades an attack, whenever a concussion mine explodes, and whenever a Sith ally falls below 100% health. Go. No idea. I think I have an idea just based on what the, the ability made me think of. I'm so annoyed right now. Hey, did you did you get it wrong? I did. It, you had two chances, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there's a fifty-fifty chance of getting it, and I didn't even realize it. It still got it wrong. <laughs> uh, two ways: the first time Sith ally takes damage, and whenever a Sith ally falls below one hundred percent health. And I knew it was the one hundred percent health one because I remember when I read it, I was like. So he's the Royal Guard of ships. Ah, only Royal nice. Guard's fifty percent health, I think. But anyways, I'm glad you. I was like Royal Guard of ships. I'm glad you mentioned Royal Guard because that's another character I like using with Emperor Palpatine lead and stuff. Underrated. All those stuns, man. Yeah, stuns for days. All right, what's <laughs> the next question? All right, next question is. Which hard node is not a major panic farm for many players right now? Oh my god. Light side 6E, light side 6C, <laughs> light side 8D, or light side 8B? One out of four here. I literally have no idea. Ah, I was so close. I narrowed it down to two. And again, I got it wrong. I thought 6C was for sure one of them. I would have never picked it. Oh, this is terrible. It is terrible. So you got it wrong too. Was... Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. What is question number eight? Eight. Who cannot inflict shock? Palpatine, Basil Fallen, Dooku, Sith Assassin. Go. I knew it. I was thinking they all could. So was I. Hmm. What'd you pick? Have you answered that? I have. Oh, I was like, I'm not telling yes, you. I, <laughs> I picked Bastila. I picked Sith Assassin. I'm a, I knew for a fact that Palpatine, Dooku, and Bastila did. 
And I felt pretty sure that Sith Assassin did. I thought she had an ability where she did that, but I could be wrong. Well, she has an ability where she shoots lightning, but apparently doesn't inflict shock. Mm. So. Whoopsie. I should have just picked that one because she's old. Interesting. All right. Last question. Who revives allies on the Kira team? Mission Zalbar L3 or Vandor Chewie? I I know this. I don't I picked the wrong one and I had no idea why. I know what the freaking answer is because I hate that bloody Wookiee. Hey, that eliminated two. All right, I got it right. I hate that Wookiee. I hate that Wookiee. <laughs> Specifically, Cubs, Vandor Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, very annoying. Very, very annoying. All right, sir. Coming down to the wire. How did you do? 3,000? Did you do better or worse than 3,000-something? 5,170. Well, you destroyed me, then. 3,755 here. It was that four-question four streak right in the middle. Oof, yeah, not not good. Th- thanks, Tesh. Thanks for, thanks, thanks for poking at me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. Makes perfect sense that that would happen. Real good guy. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that wraps it up for trivia huh. this week. I hope you guys did better than I did. And hopefully you learned something from trivia. And worse than me. How about that? <laughs> Not good. That's you I, know, you're, you're the only person I care about beating. Uh, yeah, and you did. So that kind of sucks. All right. All right, so then... I just want to throw these last few things out there like we always do. If you want to join our Discord where you can help shape the podcast, give out if you want to give out ideas in the podcast feedback section, um, go ahead and do that. We like I said, today the idea about the teams, the bigger teams and kind of how we mix them up and shake around those teams was given by a listener this past week. So I we always listen to your feedback and ideas you'd like to hear about and we use that stuff. So if you want to be part of that, go to discord.com or sorry, discord.me slash shattered order. You can join our Discord right from there and be a part of help helping shape this show. Um If you listen to the podcast and you have a Friday night free, most of the time Friday night, if you want to come join us on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Shattered Order. We usually stream on Fridays. Sometimes we do on Thursdays, depending on our schedules, but we will always let you know ahead of time what is going on. Twitter is twitter.com slash Shattered Order. And finally, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Shattered Order. I guess that wasn't the final. The finally is if you have feedback for the show or you want to submit uh, a audio intro to the show, those are always welcome at the shattered order at gmail.com. Anything you want to get a hold of us quickly. If you're not doing it through discord, you can do through our email and we will get back to you uh, once you've written us. So I want to throw all that stuff out there. And one last thing, 
Big shout out, big shout out to our sponsors, Blue Microphones. We appreciate all the work and the things that they've done for this podcast, helping us to sound better. I would say look better, but I don't know if I look any better. They can't help with that. Since we got Blue stuff. But uh, if you like Blue, go check out their stuff on uh, their website. If you end up buying something, if you use the code SOPOD at checkout, you'll get 20 percent off indeed one fifth of the entire price off they have some awesome stuff we use it every week if you want to use it for gaming starting your own youtube starting your own stream whatever you want to do it's all there so with that said i want to say thank you for listening wink you got anything left uh not really um no i think that pretty much covers all right Great. Well, we will catch you all next week for one episode 132. Yeah. Until then, you have a good week and try not to stay stay out of the cold. How about that? Every, yeah. Do, do your best, everyone. Stay warm, and we will <laughs> catch you next week. Later. Later. You've just finished with the Shattered Order podcast. Join us next week for another round.